uh, for the renovation of the parish house. <clears throat> the schedule that we have right now is now that it has been approved, the uh, plans have been sent back to the architects, to, the, to our consultant, the project manager for us, and they'll start uh, working with the city to get the proper uh, permits to begin the work. I spoke with Lisa Sleeth, who is our project manager on Thursday, <clears throat> and I said, uh, give me some dates here. What are, what are we talking about? And she said that um, if things go normally, which is not an assumption we should always make about the city of Washington, but if things go normally uh, for us, we'll be able to start the work here in the renovation of the parish house around the middle of August, around August the 15th. And then I said, well, how long will the project take? And she said, well, the, the Monarch Construction Company, which is the company that uh, will be doing the work, has told us that they think that they can finish the the project by March the 30th of uh, 2018. It also, if you haven't checked your calendar uh, or, or not, don't keep up with these things like I do, uh, Easter Day next year is April 1. So, <laughs> so it'll probably be a fairly good day for celebration if in fact they're able to uh, finish the project by March the 30th. I'm hoping that they can finish it a little bit ahead of time so that we can be, uh, have the, uh, this building available to us um, during all of Holy Week next year. And I hope that even if they haven't finished, we can still do some, uh, some work with it. Um, this is the, what the exterior is designed to look like. There are a couple of features here that are uh, worth paying uh, moments of attention to it. One of them is you see this um, addition. Can you hear me in the back? Yes. Uh, is this right here. And that's the enclosure of the uh, emergency exit that we have now that does not meet code by the, from, from the city. And in order to do this whole project, we have to start meeting some code requirements from the city. And one of them is that the uh, fire escape has to be a covered fire escape. So this, has, this was approved by the city a while back. The, we have to go before the Fine Arts Commission of the city and the DC Historic Preservation Review Board. Did I get that right? DC Historic Preservation Review Board. And they have approved this plan already, including this addition here to cover that. Uh, one of the downsides of that is that our, our uh, large parking lot will become a smaller parking lot. <laughs> so instead of holding five cars, I think it will only be able to hold three cars in the future. But that's the price we have to pay for progress here uh, on our parish house. Then the, um, the plans are to, uh, on the exterior and the interior, is to do all the work that is required to bring everything up to code. If you were to walk on 16th Street, over across the street by the Hay Adams, and you look towards the fourth floor, to the very top of the parish house from that angle, you will see that the roof, there's a great deal of disrepair up in the roof. And uh, all the wiring in this building will be brought up to, uh, to code, and all the roofing will be done, uh, will be up, up, upgraded, as well as all the wood, uh, wooden fixtures of uh, the outdoors of the parish house. So all of this will be brought up to, um, up to speed, so to speak. And then the new addition will be uh, this connector over here that you see, uh, which is a, very, it's a smaller version of what we intended to do. The original intent was for us to create a connector that would serve as a more secure entrance to the parish house, uh, and it will have a lift here for accessibility purposes. 
but what we had to do because of the cost was to remove the second floor room that we had planned to have. The original plans were to have uh, an entrance that would not block the light to the stained glass window that is behind the altar at the church, and then behind that to expand our footprint as far as we could go, and then to create a room over that that would be the room that we would use as an extra uh, gathering room. Any space that we could gather would be a good space. Uh, but the price became prohibitive for us. To expand the footprint became prohibitive, and so we had to scale back our plans. And in scaling back our plans, what we end up having is an entrance that will provide us greater security for weekday security, if you will, um, and will provide a place for the receptionist and one other, uh, and Evangeline to gather there. It will also have us, I'll show you in a second, um, space for more bathrooms uh, for, for use during the church. So this is what this connector is gonna look like, and it will be just a one floor, a one floor connector, it will not have the second part of the connector. And then over here, is what becomes um, the, really what becomes the major improvements to our facility. This is the first floor, not this bottom floor, but the first floor. And you will see that there's a connector here with a vestibule and a reception lobby place for uh, Evangeline and the receptionist to be able to work. The sacristy will be here, and we will have added, uh, there will be one, two, three, and four restrooms, uh, three of which will be accessible, one of which will not be accessible. This one right here is the restroom that we have um, on the first floor connecting the hallway with the main room there. That just, you, all of you have seen that, I'm sure. And that one remains as it is, but we will then create three accessible restrooms as part of the work. This is where the work stops. We're not expanding our footprint this way, which was the intention originally. And from here over, the rest of the hallway remains the same as it is now. The, the hallway that carries us into the worship space over here. Now the major changes here is that uh, there will be a, a, an elevator that meets the code required by the city, and that will be taking place right here. Uh, if you look at the hallway, I think it's right above us, there's a very small kitchen there uh, that has a very small refrigerator, one sink, and a coffee-making machine, et cetera, et cetera. That disappears with these plans. There is an elevator that will go there that will come down right through here, will go up and will go at this in the same location naturally all the way up to the fourth floor. So all the floors will experience some changes because of the elevator. And there will be an elevator that will open on both sides, uh, entrance uh, from my right and entrance from the left as well as uh, an exit from it. And so that elevator will be over here where the kitchen is now. And the room that is now Hayden's office, which is also the library that we have used as a library of the church, will become an extension of the parlors of the church. This is where the major change, changes are, I think, and I hope and I think it's an improvement for all of us about how we do our life in, uh, as a congregation. The major change for us is the 
parlors, the, the, the pocket doors of the parlors will be removed. And the columns that are there will be moved all the way to the side, all the way to the side of the room, so that we can use this parlor as an adult forum. For instance, adult forums like we're having here that sometimes are blocked by the two walls that we have there and can also be used as a dining room or a reception. And then this gets connected with a pocket door that will be replaced here. This gets connected to this larger room, creating an L-shaped room that can be used for reception uh, or it can be an addition to the adult, uh, adult forum. If you have the speaker here, you can see them from here. You can see the person from here as well as from the side. So we can expand that. <coughs> the architects have told us that um, with this plan here, we would be able to seat comfortably about 125 to 130 people for the adult forums. Right now, our capacity for adult forums is approximately 80 80 to 90 people that can gather here, and then everybody has to stand to the side and don't have the ability to, to uh, see directly. And uh, I think they, what they were telling us that the capacity to have a reception, whether it's a small wedding reception, uh, at, uh, when funerals take place here in the church, folks are always looking for a good place to have a, a reception afterwards. That sitting down, we would be able to sit 100 uh, people in this room added to this, we'd be able to sit more than that. And, um, and if we had a stand-up reception, of course, that we would be able to, uh, to have a lot more folks who would be able to gather there. And then the intention <coughs> is for this room right here to become the office that uh, this used to, this would be, this was, this is, and but would be Hayden's office. This becomes Hayden's office down here. The plans are that during the week, we will encourage everyone to use this entrance to the parish house. On Sundays, we will use this entrance and we will use the 1525, our present entrance to the parish house so that individuals can come in, Sunday school teachers, etc., etc. I keep going back to security. What we have right now is that um, we have a person sitting in the front room as a receptionist. And in the middle of the day, there are a number of groups that use our space, uh, AA groups, NA groups, all sorts of other groups. But once they're in here, we can't monitor where they go. And more than one time, I can tell you this, I have been, I wandered up to the fourth floor to meet with RJ, where his office is. And when I got up there, I found somebody wandering around the hallways uh, of the fourth floor or the third floor. And I always ask him, you know, may I help you, something, something nice like that. Uh, but we found people that have, uh, once you get into those elevators, in the elevator right now, you can just go up and down those floors and there's no way that we can control that traffic. Security, um, you can never secure yourself completely, naturally. Uh, but I think this will be an improvement in terms of how we can secure the use of our space, particularly particularly during the week, when we have groups of people who come here who are not members of the church and don't really know exactly where to go, and we don't know who they are, quite frankly. But I'm glad, we're glad to, them, for them to use the space, uh, but we don't want them wandering around all the, all the space that we have here. Okay? So let me pause on this first floor if you have to, to see if you have some questions. Then we're going to go to the second floor from here.
Martha? You spoke about moving the carpet boards. Can those carpet boards be used, put in a place where the new carpet boards are going to be, or do we have to move? No. Uh, the plans are to use the pocket doors that we have now, move them, and put them here. So that, so that you can close off this if you want to close it off. And one other thing, and I know this is a pioneer question, but when I look at the beautiful room that is currently Evangeline's office, and I see that we're going to put a restroom, it's going to supply the symmetry of what is going to go back in. I know we need bathrooms. Well, Martha, that's the, that's the push-pull of St. John's Church. Um, the advantage of not having that bathroom is that the symmetry of the room is maintained. The advantage of not having that bathroom is that the cost drops, because you don't have to add a bathroom. The disadvantage is that when we surveyed the people of our congregation, uh, the first thing that came up over and over and over and over was more bathrooms, more bathrooms, more bathrooms. Um, the Bowie Gridley people, Cal Bowie, who's the head of the Bowie Gridley architectural <coughs> firm, um, we've had like a gazillion conversations on this. And he says that is absolutely the only place where they could locate it. Now, we could go back and survey ourselves again and ask ourselves the question, do we, do we sacrifice a bathroom to maintain the symmetry of the room or not? And I'm happy to go, uh, quite frankly, to go either way. Um, I can say that because my office will be on the third floor and it has its own bathroom. <laughs> No skin off my back, <laughs> but that's the that's the catch there. Uh, didn't the architect also say that uh, they will preserve the molding? That if for some reason someday someone wanted to remove that bathroom, it it could be restored. Well, yeah, architects tell you that anything can be changed right back to whatever you want it to be. Uh, it only costs a little money. Uh, but yeah, no, they're maintaining all of the decorative uh, things around the edges of the ceiling. And the parlors will look very different because the pocket doors are going to be gone. Uh, but the part that is the, the ceiling of that room will be maintained the way that it is. Um, the group that's working with that, I think, is going to try to take a great deal of care about preserving as much of that room, the beauty of that room, as can be preserved. Uh, so that we can all enjoy it like we've enjoyed those parlors before, just knowing that those pocket doors are not going to be there. We need to be, uh, it needs to have some practicality built into it. And that once we, you know, if you think about it, once we eat up the space here with the elevator, this room shrinks. So it becomes more and more difficult to A, have lunches here, and B, it becomes more difficult to have an adult forum. So, um, and just on the adult forum, because so many of you, this is like preaching to the choir here. Uh, but that's become a very important part of our ministry at St. John's. Clark's sick today, so he's not able to be here. But if he were here, I would ask him to stand up and ask all of you to join me in offering and clapping and to thank him. Because he's done just a fabulous job of getting some terrific, terrific speakers 
uh, for St. John's Church. I, I, I tell Clark that he must have the whatever passes for a modern-day Rolodex. He must have the best Rolodex <laughs> in the city of Washington, or he's collected a whole pile of IOUs and Washington political <laughs> IOUs. At any rate, it's an important part of our ministry, and I think this will enhance the, that ministry. Sam? That's a difficult one um, because um, we really don't have much control on that except that one person from our staff uh, normally is visiting the Sunday school floors to make sure that, A, teachers are there, that things are set out for the students, and to, uh, to make sure that nobody's wandering around those particular floors. Uh, you know, there's always, again, another push-pull in churches um, on Sundays and other days of the week about how much security do you provide for yourself and how much do you provide open space uh, for individuals. Um, I've had many conversations during my time here, just to give you an aside, that perhaps we shouldn't leave the front door, the 16th Street entrance to the church, open during the week like we do from 8.30 till 3 or 3.30 in the afternoon. And pe you know, people can wander in and out and there have been many episodes where the um, where we've caught uh, on the the, the the video that we have there, we've caught people that have walked in, uh, have taken the uh, altar candlesticks and have been smashing them, and we've had to go rush in there, take them out. We've had that th those things repaired. I don't know how many times. You can always close the doors, but you pray pay a very very hard price for that. And I'd much rather risk uh, everything that we have in there to keep an open space than to, than to close the door. So on Sunday, um, you know, you've heard us all talking about being a more welcoming congregation. And in order to be a more welcoming congregation, we need to have uh, entrance as open as we possibly can have it and run the risk that comes with that. And I don't know what the answer would be to, to that, Sam. That's a good question, and uh, there's, I don't think there's an easy answer for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, Robin? Well, there's no door there. <laughs> so... You know, I don't know exactly, to be honest with you, I haven't examined exactly where the elevator goes. I know that it's somewhere right around here. Uh, it could be right about where uh, Togo is seated as opposed to back there. So I don't know. Uh, what I know is that the elevator has to be long enough and wide enough for the, uh, for the roller thing that the, um, the emergency people need to have. And that's why that elevator that we have now won't, cannot pass code. So I don't know how wide and how long, how wide and how long that elevator is going to be. We, I think we can, you know, we'll have use for the kitchen and uh, we may be able to do some lunches down here and, um, and maybe when we have larger lunches we'll just have to uh, cook down here and take the food up in the elevator and, and serve it maybe from this room right here. Is that your thought on the Sunday lunch? Pardon me? 
I'll be honest with you, I haven't given too much thought to the Sunday lunches. Uh, I know that there are better minds than mine about the Sunday lunches, and I trust that they'll be able to figure a very good way. Holly, you listening to me? Uh, uh, that we will be able to have uh, some, some good people that can determine what's the best way to, to manage that. Uh, we are cutting into the space, and we're, we're closing up one door. So the, you know, what's the flow going to be for this room right here? The other changes for this uh, floor is the kitchen's going to be redone. So everything will be upgraded in the kitchen, and uh, we'll have storage built into it. Uh, the, one of the prices that has to be paid is that the, um, um, the, the flower committee will need to do their flower arrangements in this kitchen. There won't be a kitchen upstairs in order to do that. So the flowers will have to be uh, taken up by via the elevator that's going to be right here and wheeled out into the into the worship space But that's the only way that we could accommodate um, The elevator and make the changes that we needed to make It's like everything something's being sacrificed in the hopes that something uh, more efficient can be used in the church, okay? second floor will look like, and there are not too many changes to the second floor, uh, but it becomes the Sunday school floor, if you will. And that's the requirement from the city, that the Sunday school classrooms cannot be but one block, uh, not one block, one staircase away from uh, the main entrance to the church. Right now, uh, we had to do that a number of years ago, and the, the exception to that rule was that I stayed in my office right here. This is my office right now. And all the other Sunday school classes stay there. Uh, the, what we have there is my office, Sunday school classes, the bathroom that the uh, women's uh, in the choir use for vestments and to change. And over here, there's a very small bathroom presently where all the, um, the garments for the men's choir are held, and that's where the men change in order to be able to get ready to, to sing on Sunday mornings. What we're doing here is we're changing all of that. All of these rooms will be classroom, 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 and classroom. And then over here will be storage for the sacristy. Here's the elevator. Um, and then the rest of it is really, uh, there's one new uh, accessible bathroom that's being built onto this floor. So that, um, trying to figure how we keep adding bathrooms to, to the spaces that we have. So that's what the second floor will be, and it'll be really the education floor, and I suspect that during the week, uh, we will have people who will be able to uh, use that uh, for meetings, uh, uh, and that, that sort of thing. So there's one bathroom on that floor? One bathroom on that floor. Mm -hmm. This is the, the third floor, which then becomes what you might want to call the administration floor. And this is where the offices are going to be. Um, Andy's, this is Andy's office. He gets booted out of that office. So 
so that I can have a, my own private bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older than he is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this will become the rector's office. Uh, over here are two offices, uh, and this will be the office that RJ would have now. RJ is a person who prints all of our bulletins, keeps all the material, et cetera, et cetera. And there will be a printing room, a workroom, uh, connected to his office. And this is a, uh, an extra office right here, uh, which is, um, if Hayden stays on that first floor, then uh, we're not sure how we're going to use that office right now. If Hayden doesn't stay in that first floor, that would be his office. And we're trying to put as many of the administration stuff on one floor so we're not climbing up and down. We can all be in one floor. I think it will facilitate conversation, uh, getting together, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the reason for this. Uh, for this. There will be one uh, bathroom here and then an accessible bathroom. These are the, the fourth floor plans, which will include uh, the uh, choir director's office here. What is now our meeting room, the vestry room, will become the rehearsal room for the choir. That will be the, uh, where all the rehearsals will take place. The piano will be there, et cetera, et cetera. And that will be actually a larger space than what the choir has now for its rehearsal space. And then here will be um, the sexton's office created more storage space, accessible bathroom, and here will be the choir vesting room where we gather right here, and the archives, which are now sort of in between the second, what, where are they now, between the, yeah, there's some, it's like a mezzanine, isn't it? Like, we didn't know, you didn't know we had a mezzanine, we have a mezzanine at St. John's Church, and that's where the archives, well, the documents for the archives are gathered, and we're going to, uh, They're here, the Office of Administration, uh, if you'll see, there are two offices right here. Oh, and this would be, those would be their offices right here. So there's space for, uh, and if Hayden doesn't move up there, then somebody, one of the clergy assistants will gather this room, will use that room, and one of the back rooms will remain open. Okay. Pardon me? And the future, uh, Betsy Heine, as you know, is retiring at the end of this month. Her office is right here now, and it will remain there now. The person who takes Betsy's uh, position will remain in that same office. It's the very same space. And Kay's present office is right here. And in these plans, Kay's office remains right there. Although if there's space on the third floor, we might want to move down to the third floor so all of us can be on one floor um, okay so let me pause there to see if you have some questions it's a reduced plan uh, but it's the closest thing that we could come to affording and still have some major renovation for the for the parish house yes the 
the uh, the elevator remain the the shaft remains there, and that's where a lot of the wiring is going to go. The uh, the architects and uh, uh, the construction people are happy to have a hollow space in the middle of the of the building to be able to to get things to come up and down. The one thing I failed to mention, uh, an improvement on the first floor, is that the first floor will have central air conditioning. This floor will have central air conditioning. The price became prohibitive to provide central air for the second, third, and fourth floor. So we've got a compromise. We have central air for the first floor, this bottom floor, and then we will have those ugly window units on the second, third, and fourth floor of the parish house, the way that we have it now. But the price just became prohibitive. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? Mm -hmm. yes. Would you address the financing? Yeah, yeah. Let me see if there's anything on the buildings, and then we're going to look at that. Did you? Yes. They're, they're going to be in the, the first floor plans, which are right here. This becomes the reception lobby. And there are going to be spaces for two desks right here. So that's where the control to the, that's the control space during the week for entry into the parish house. So then how are we going to pay for this baby? Oh. Yeah, I, all I mentioned is that the kitchen's going to be redone. And there are uh, uh, folks who are, uh, have a high interest in what the kitchen's going to look like uh, are going to be working on what we need to have there and how we need to prepare it. We're also creating, I think, uh, good storage space there. Um, as you well know, we're lacking storage space in this building. So one, and part of the plan is to create better storage the only thing that doesn't change, the one thing that does not change down here is the nursery remains where it is, and that's required by city code. They have to have two exits, and one of them has to be right out the door. And that room is the only room down uh, that we have down here where you can have the nursery, and there's an exit right to some stairs that lead you out to H Street. And that's a requirement that we have to observe for the nursery. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess uh, the same use that we have now for it, uh, which is the Sunday lunch. I think other folks. Well, I it may it depends on what the size of the Sunday lunch is going to be. Um, I think we can have some lunches here, and I think we'll be able to have larger lunches upstairs by using this kitchen. This kitchen doesn't get a lot of use during the week now. So uh, I suspect that that will remain about the same, the same usage. But it will be modernized and better equipped. Where's the 
Um, that's in the, where's the clergy roving room? I think we keep, you know, it's, it got lost in the shuffle, to be honest with you. No, no, no. That's the reception room now. Um, I, think the, I think on the third floor there is a, a, a room there, that small room that is set up for some vestments and so on. The acolytes, uh, where the sacristy is going to be large enough for acolytes to have their vestments there. But for the clergy, they're going to be um, in another, up on the third floor. So can the clergy travel on the elevator, yeah. It's real funny, we go through all of this and then after the plans are made, someone says, well, where's the vesting room? And then we have to go back and redraw something and where's the storage for this? And it has to be redrawn and so on. So uh, how are we gonna pay for this baby? Uh, the final cost that was approved by the vestry with the connector, the diminished connector, is $6.1 million. That's, uh, and more conservatively, $6.2 million. Uh, what we have right now is uh, a total of $3.2 million that have been pledged. But not in. Not, not all of it in. $1.5 million of the $3.2 million have been paid. And people are making payments on a regular basis. So, but we have uh, pledges of $3.2 million. And uh, Vestry, um, some years ago, uh, allocated $2 million from its endowment that were separated from the endowment to help make this work happen. We have spent $900,000 of that with all the various architectural drawings, all the various studies, all the permits, et cetera, et cetera. So what we have left from that original $2 million is $1.1 million. So if you add that up, it comes up to $4.3 million. Um, the vestry has committed itself we, uh, to try to raise, to go back to raise the uh, amount that we originally intended to raise for the capital campaign, which was $3.5 million. And we've been speaking with various individuals as we will approach all of you uh, to reconsider uh, your pledge to the capital campaign to see how we can get to the $3.5 million. If we can get to the $3.5 million, then that's less money that we have to borrow uh, for the church. If we're able to do that, to get the $3.5 million in pledged income plus the 1.1, then we're, we're at 4.6, and it leaves us, if my math is correct, about $1.5, $1.6 million that need, to be, that need to be borrowed. The vestry is looking at borrowing, uh, creating a, a line of credit to finance this. We talked to the advisors for the church, and the cheapest way to finance it right now is to uh, get a line of credit for uh, $5 million. As you well know, with a line of credit, you don't have to use the money until you need it, number one. And number two, um, because you are able to borrow up to $5 million, as our advisor said to us, you get a, the, the cheapest interest rate. Right now, that interest rate for the $5 million line of credit is uh, 2%. So we would be borrowing at 2% and we would be using it as we need to use it. Um, it hampers the operation of the church in the future. There's no question about that. But I think it's the only way that we can do it. We either, as a vestry, decided we needed to do this 
we've agreed to do it, and now we need to figure how we raise more money and um, how, what's the best way to borrow so that has the least impact on the life of the future of the church. Here's a, a statement, I'm going to pass it around, that is, as, uh, Betsy, could you pass that around, please? Sam, could I ask you to pass this around? Which is about as full a uh, statement of the, of the expenses that we have and how we are going to try to finance it. And it's a variable rate. The line of credit is a variable rate, and of course, all the signs are that the interest rates are going to rise. But uh, that's what we have presently is a 2% um, interest. You can't lock a line of credit in. You can only do that with a mortgage, but the mortgage is a much higher percentage. I think it's uh, uh, when, when a member of our church examined that, I think it was coming in at about 5.5%. So it's a huge gap. Now, the interest rates will rise, um, we hope, more slowly and not approaching that 5%. Uh, we will do it this winter and this spring. Terrific, terrific. <laughs> and, and, and Stuart, you're the co-chair of this capital campaign. You need to spend some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some people have already been very generous. As you have a chance to read through the document, any questions that you may have related to it? <coughs> Thank you. Vestry has done a great, great job. There are two things also connected to this. Uh, when the construction has taken place, beginning in August, we can't stay here. So we're going to need to move our offices and uh, printing room and all of that out of here. Um, uh, we are one of the members of our congregation is looking for space in their uh, law office building that is close to the Metro Center so that we would have some space, um, some usage of some space for us to gather uh, there won't be offices, but there will be some rooms that are partitioned, but we'll be able to have a phone, connect, a phone established there, A and B. We would have a copying room and a place to keep um, uh, the utensils and, and so on that we need to have for, for worship services. It, it creates a lot of problems, not the least of which is where, do the choir, where does the choir change its robes? For, uh, where does the choir rehearse if they don't have a rehearsal room? Um, if there are choir rehearsals in the church, what happens to our adult forum hours for a, for a whole year's period? So there are going to be some dramatic changes in our lives uh, beginning in August. And um, with the offices set, as we're hoping that they will be set, uh, there's no charge. There will not be a charge for that. We'll be able to have some offices. The Hay Adams, as I told you a year or so ago, has offered to host our coffee hours so that we'll be able to walk across the street, if you so choose, to 
uh, meet your uh, brothers and sisters from the church for a cup of coffee and uh, we'll provide whatever we normally do. And that's where the Sunday school will also take place. There's a large room behind the entrance to the Hay Adams. I don't know if you've ever been there, but behind the elevators there's a large gathering room back there. And that will be converted into really like a two, uh, a two room Sunday school uh, program. Two classrooms will be gathered there. And it's really about the best that we can do. It makes it difficult for parents because the children are across the street. 16th Street is difficult. It makes it difficult for a coffee hour uh, because you have to walk across the street. Um, but nobody said the religious life was supposed to be easy, right? So here we are, and we are able to, to do something along those lines. Uh -huh. uh, not if it's set up for Sunday school classrooms before, right before... I mean, how do you, you know, we're not Madison Square Garden that can have an uh, ice hockey game in the afternoon and a basketball game in the evening on the same space. We don't have that kind of facility, uh, uh, staff. But um, I think it'd be very, you know, we're, they're giving us the space for free, and we've got to, um, we've got to be careful how we, uh, how we use that space. Sam? Sharon Park, who many of you know, is, uh, is the chair of the Parish Renovation Committee. And they have placed a very large contingency fee because this is such an old building. So it's 15% of the project. And uh, normally, it's uh, Sharon told us the other day, is 10%. But she has included 15% of the project to be on the safe, conservative side. And that totals approximately uh, $650,000. So we have a contingency built into this $6.2 million of approximately $50,000. I can't remember the exact figure, but it's that. Uh, the other thing which is in that budget is that uh, the, for the work to be done, the, the city is requiring that we split our water and sewer line. And the cost for splitting that is $225,000. Uh, the architects... Um, have gone to the city and have asked for it to be forgiven. We live in the hope that the city will understand our situation and will forgive that fee. And if that's the case, then the $6.2 million gets reduced to $6 million. But they feel positive about their request, but there's no certainty that it will be uh, granted. But if it does, it reduces the cost of our construction from 6.2 to six to six million dollars the hope is that we don't have to use any of that contingency money and if that happens that's six hundred thousand dollars less money that we have to borrow yes nursery remains where it is no uh, we'll have a, there's a room across the street in the hay Adams that they're going to let us use for a nursery and we'll have to our expense is going to be to buy some portable crib type things uh, to carry back and forth. They, they're not going to provide us with that. So we'll need to have some of those uh, portable cribs that we can set up on Sunday morning into a room that they're going to allow us to have. Yes? Is that 
uh, the ones that they use at construction sites. <laughs> well, I, I have to tell you that I, I was having a conversation with Hayden. I learned something uh, on January the 20th. And what I learned on January the 20th is that uh, by the design of the Secret Service and all those folks, they had to bring in here a really fancy bathroom when the president was visiting St. John's Church. And it was placed right there in, the, uh, in our alley, the parking. And I was studying that thing uh, while, before uh, January 20th. And I told Hayden, I said, well, maybe we ought to examine where this thing came from because it looked very respectable. It looked like something that folks at St. John's would like to use. <laughs> so I hope that we can find out who it is that, uh, uh, who it is that makes those things, what the expense would be, and see if we can't have a couple of those babies put in there for us. Well, there won't, there won't be, we, well, we won't be gathering here. We won't be gathering here, so we don't need that parking uh, for staff during the week. Uh, you know, I'll have to, I'll probably become a very good friend with Lyft or somebody like that to come down here on Sunday mornings, because I don't think we'll be able to park on the street, <clears throat> be able to park on the street. And uh, as you know, the Metro doesn't start working until much later now on Sunday, so figure how to get out here for the 745 service. Uh, I hope that we'll be able to continue to have valet parking. I don't see any reason why we can't continue to have valet parking. But you said we're not going to be able to park on the street. On H Street. On H Street. Right here. Okay. On this block. Okay. Because they're going to uh, probably set that up as a construction uh, work site. Right. Any other questions you may have? Thank you for your attention.